Welcome to Council Cast, a new podcast series from the Council of Insurance Agents and Brokers. I am Scott Sinder, the Council's Chief Legal Officer and a partner at the law firm Steptoe & Johnson in Washington, D.C. Our Council Cast guest today is Philippe Dadruzzi. He is CEO and President of MSH International in Calgary. Uh, formed in 1974, MSH International initially set out to provide support to the globally mobile employees of large French businesses through the delivery of dedicated group insurance solutions. MSH has grown several times over since then and today is simply one of the largest and most comprehensive suppliers of expatriate insurance services in the world, with more than 330,000 insured participants covered worldwide from four regional head offices in Calgary, Paris, Dubai, and Shanghai. Philippe currently is leading MSH's regional headquarters for the Americas. He has worked on three continents, and his stops have included many years in Spain, France, and Brazil, and he is a specialist in crafting expat health insurance programs. Welcome to the podcast, Philippe. Thank you, Scott. So why don't we start? Can you tell me uh, what MSH is up to these days and what initiatives you are specifically focused on this year? Uh, well, I, I would start mentioning the good news. Uh, we just actually closed um, a nice business uh, with uh, one of the largest banks around the world and with some 5,000 expatriates. And this is a great uh, example of what we can do um, around the world and managing healthcare plan for uh, banks, for any industries in, in the market. Um, first, I'd, I'd like to explain a little bit where we fit in the healthcare industry because uh, we're a sort of a different um, species in, in the, uh, the sector. Uh, we are a TPA, third-party administrator, and we're also um, considered as an MGU. We are able to provide solutions from different insurance carriers around the world. We actually represent some 50 insurance carriers, and we are able to create customers' international employee benefit solutions, uh, either on a fully insured or the self-insured plan with stop loss. Um, and that's what one of the things that um, helped me to make a transition about what's going on this year. We have a number of initiatives we're, um, we're launching, um, and we're going to really push on the technology and transparency side. Um, we're, of course, developing new applications on the mobile app for uh, mobile employees um, traveling and working around the world. But we're also developing a new software called Aviator, which is um, an analytical tool um, providing a lot of information on claims and premium that we administer around the world. So uh, clients and broker are able now to see really through what are the claims that manage the uh, premium side and how many um, claims are paid around the world through a, a very intuitive system, um, cloud-based, open architecture, uh, at a click of a mouse, we're able to provide a lot of information on net loss ratio, um, IBNR uh, included with the uh, claims that we can develop in many countries around the world. We actually provide healthcare insurance in about, um, I would say, 150 countries. We manage uh, 150 currencies uh, through our claim system, and everything is centralized in Paris. Um, I manage the Canadian office uh, through North America, but we have also, as you mentioned, an office in Dubai and Shanghai. So everything is centralized, and we redeploy the information through uh, the uh, different offices, and we can provide customer service 24-7. 
What percentage of your work uh, touches the United States? Are there expats coming here or expats going from the U.S. abroad? Uh, well, it's a great question. We actually have a lot of uh, expatriates, European, uh, European expatriates, not only French, but uh, going to North America, either in uh, Canada or also in the U.S., um, so we have a fairly large population of, of expats. They are mobile employees. They are not staying in the U.S. for a long time. Um, of course, uh, we had to go through this ASEA reform, which created a little bit of a headache for us because, and you know, we worked together on, on that subject. For a while, we, we, we couldn't really figure out where we were on the regulation standpoint of view. But I think now things are getting a little bit uh, simpler to understand, although the U.S. market is a fairly complex one. I, I think the biggest challenge is that uh, to satisfy those U.S. rules, the plans really have to be expat almost exclusively, so they can't be intermingled with other employees. Has that been a problem for some of your clients? No, because uh, we were able, actually, with HR manager, like, for example, one uh, big one that I am thinking of in New York City to carve out the mobile application, the mobile employees from the local population in in uh, in the U.S. So um, the two different regimes, you know, that those folks are traveling and working overseas. So they sometimes want uh, also to be treated elsewhere than the United States, although U.S. market is, is a great place to have excellent care. But they want sometimes to go uh, back to uh, Europe to be close to their family. So um it, it was uh, an education process for um, uh, the HR managers to explain what we could do and couldn't do. I think one of the great opportunities we have now in this um, in this market is to go through the self-insured plan with Stop Loss. We are very good at that. Uh, we manage those plans that have thousands of expatriates around the world, but we can go down to um, all the way down to 50 employees, where we uh, provide um, a, a plan that covered medical, life, disability, and, and, and so all the benefits that that you would you would like to offer to um, expats um, working uh, around the world. And when you do that and you have sort of a several buckets of coverage, are sometimes you intermingling self-insured and fully insured or are those completely self-insured platforms? Well, usually the self-insured is always with a stop-loss uh, label. So it could be at an aggregate label or it could be at a certificate level. So you could provide a $50,000 uh, um, stop-loss for each uh, insured, primary insured, or you can provide um, one million, two million, three millions, whatever uh, dollars on the on the stop loss label. But when you combine, say, group health coverage and disability, are both of those on a self insured basis, or is sometimes the disability on an insured basis? Usually, it's more on the insured basis on disability and life. Uh, I think one of the major problem, or I would say challenges that we have to go through, is is of course compliance, especially on life insurance. We want to make sure that we will be able to pay claims. And, um, you know, we, we would prefer to work with a, a fully insured plan on, on life and disability. It's easier. But we can process claims. That's the biggest challenge on, on, our, on the U.S. side is that in Europe, uh, a large insurance carrier are actually outsourcing the uh, delegating the um, uh, administration of claims. In the U.S., it's a little bit different. Uh, they are pretty much closed by, although we have some large insurance carrier we, we actually uh, work with uh, in Europe or in Shanghai or in, in Dubai, we administer their claims, but they don't advertise this much. So it's something that um, I'm, 
I'm still dealing with. Uh, we are trying to find, and we hope during the uh, EBLF uh, this uh, year to be able to find the right insurance carrier in the U.S. market that will help us to develop this self-insured plus stop-loss uh, package. So you're still working on that as a platform we, for the U.S. market? We have uh, a few solutions, but not at a complete, complete, um, I would say, spectrum. So we, we're still looking. I think the biggest challenge we have is uh, the market, the U.S. market, is fairly complex. So you have so much legislation at the state level, the government level. Um, not always we can find the right uh, uh, regulation in, in the specific state. So we're, we're still working on it. And it's just, you know, work in progress. So the beauty of the self-insured platform is you're generally exempt from the state-level requirements. Right. And so that should ease your entry into that space. Yeah. So what other uh, problems are you having in terms of pushing forward on your, your overall business plan? Uh, I think it's more as, as a CEO of a company that is fairly small compared to the, the large uh, large competitors. You know, there are four main competitors, and I won't give the names, but I'm sure the audience know know them pretty well. I think it's it's a question of, of uh, developing uh, our image of uh, someone actually quite independent in, in the way we can provide solutions. So we are getting there. We're actually uh, selecting a number of international brokers in the U.S. that are very specialized, focused on, on international risk. And uh, it, it's, it's slowly getting into a, a, a very good position. But it, that's a challenge that I have. You know, I took over the uh, office about two years ago, and we were a little bit of uh, too much on the Canadian side. Uh, you made a nice introduction about my experience, but I've been working for about 20 years in the U.S. Uh, my last employer was Marsh McLennan, so uh, I'm very familiar with uh, the U.S. market, and I really would like to penetrate this uh, much further. Canada is about 32 million inhabitants, and I think, don't quote me on the number, exact number, but it's about 10 times or even further than that in the U.S. market, so uh, still a lot to do. So what's next? So I think what's next is really to push the uh, the Aviator product, this um, uh, analytical tool, because... Um, I have actually traveled quite a lot in Europe and also in, in the U.S. market, and I believe we're the first one, sort of pioneers, pro proposing a solution online that could give a lot of flexibility for um, HR manager, risk manager, but also for a broker to develop a reporting um, uh, online on a monthly or quarterly basis so that we, we will finally get into this uh, well, where we understand what the premium is made of. Uh, we could also develop with that tool uh, a, a solution uh, where we can look at the network utilization. Let's say, for example, with this reporting, you can see right away an outlier in Brazil, for example, with 50 expats working there, and you realize that uh, they're only using accessing the network, let's say, 10% of the population. You make a communication. It looks good for the employee because it thinks they, uh, they can, you're taken care of and they can access the right providers, the good quality care, and you can also do the cost containment that you're, you're responsible of. So you mitigate the, the, uh, the large claims that you could get if people can go anywhere they want. So this is a, right, a great tool. Um, I would say if you look at the number of the amount of claims that we process, 
uh, around the year, we I think last year we processed about uh, 480,000 claims. So it's a fairly large volume of, of uh, claims, and with $250 million of, of um, amount of volumes of claims that we process around the world. In the U.S., we have a great partnership with United Healthcare. We process uh, through that network about $60 million. So with the tool and the network, we're able to provide a lot of insight, uh, key PI, key process indicator that will help uh, HR manager, multinational HR manager to manage their plan properly with the brokerage community. You know, it feels like we're at a very exciting moment in the development of the new markets, and it feels like MSH is right there in the middle of all the changes. So it's going to be terrific to sort of watch and talk with you over the next few years. I, I, would, I would love to do this. Um, this is this is indeed, and it's interesting because during the ABLF, we have been able to, uh, with my partner um, uh, at MSH, we've been able to see that uh, even in the domestic, on the domestic side, there's a trend where people want to get more information on, on data and, and the manipulation of claims um, through the network in, in the U.S. So great trend. Well, Philippe, uh, merci beaucoup uh, for joining us on the Council Podcast, Sound, Sound Insights and New Perspectives. Thank, Thank you. Thanks very much, Scott. And I just want to close by saying that Ken Carrar is the most fabulous leader that we've ever had. All right. Well, <laughs> that's great. Thank you.